a border collie handled by Jennifer Crank from Pickerington, Ohio. Pink, the two-time defending champion here at Westminster in the 16-inch class. Can she make it Stay. three in a row? Jump. 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 Are we going to get a three-peat? Uncaged Wisdom, Cheetah Digital's podcast for modern marketing. So now, Jay, we're going to look at the elements included in financial models, as we sort of promised we would. Uh, a line that I'll steal from you that uh, make, will make me sound smarter than I already am on this subject is, a financial model is designed to tell the story of a loyalty program through a financial lens. I'll set us up with the first one, and maybe you can start taking us up through these and we can elaborate on them. But looking at what a financial model consists of, number one, a bullet established parameters so how how do we sort of get our heads around by that initial piece sure if you think of uh an excel spreadsheet as your canvas and your parameters and your assumptions as your brushes and what you can use you're basically what you're trying to do is to paint the picture of what this loyalty program will look like from a from a financial standpoint so the established parameters is really one of, I'd say, four basic kinds of elements that we like to use when building a financial model. And these established parameters are basic facts that you in, include in the program or in the model, uh, such as things like the number of stores or the number of properties that you have that's fixed or expected to expand over the number of years, things like that. If you have a if you're a retail operation and you have a thousand locations and a website, that's an established parameter. Also things like past spending. So anything in the past that you can use as a benchmark. So understanding your past lifetime value, your past number of purchases within a year, your past average dollar sale. And these are all kind of retail examples, but those kinds of things and past number of customers, as well as other things like seasonality, uh, percentage of sales within each month uh, through the year based on seasonality. These are what we call established parameters uh, that you can use in the model. These established parameters are almost, are they that sort of the foundational data points that you can start to consider how to plan this out with things that you could, you can draw not necessarily inspiration, but certainly input from to help you build on the others. Right, exactly. Whether it's starting a program from scratch or revamping something that you already have, these established parameters give you the foundation and benchmark to which you want to build off of in your assumptions. Gatlin got a good enough start. Bob was a bit slow to begin. He's got some work to do. Gatlin's in front. Bob's stretching out now. He's coming up. Number two, variable parameters. So done established, now let's hit the variable. And think of it uh, when you're building a, a financial model, if you're including all of your assumptions and parameters, the 
established parameters are the ones that you, uh, well, let's call it, you write them in ink. These are the ones that you're not changing. The variable parameters are the ones that you're writing in pencil. These are the ones that you can manipulate and change uh, based on value, valuable assumptions, you can manipulate and change them to really uh, uh, change the parameters and change the outcomes of what your financial model is going to look like. So variable parameters are these program elements that are part of this value proposition. Things like what kind of a lift are we going to get in the average order value or average sales, average dollar sales? What kind of response rates can we expect to certain promotions or to the program in general? Uh, for example, an all, uh, an enrollment rate. What, what do we think we're going to get in terms of an enrollment rate? And that can be a percentage of customers who uh, come in and buy, or it can be just a raw number each month or something like that. Are those the sort of things that you would have a sort of idea on at the beginning? And obviously you, you've said that they might go either way. So you just keep an eye on them. But also can can surprise or additional variable parameters come in during the planning or even when, once something's launched? Well, for one thing, you do want to make sure that your variables uh, pass the smell test or sometimes I like to call it the laugh test uh, and making sure that that your assumptions are within reason. Uh, a 50% increase in something may be just laughable, whereas a 3% increase may be reasonable. So that can give you the parameters and guidelines that you can need, you use to uh, help establish some of your other parameters, of, such as what are some of the costs. Regarding surprise parameters, absolutely, there are always new variables that come into play when conceptualizing or designing a program. Uh, I don't think I've ever built a financial model that has stayed exactly solid from the very first draft through the start of the program. There's always some kind of a parameter that comes into play, a new twist on it, whether it's something, a new benefit or you know, free shipping, for example, or, or a new promotion idea, things that come into play where you'd have to predict the outcome of that kind of a program. So uh, it's important to understand that. I, I know it and I'll always have a spot to, uh, to place that in and see what kind of an effect it has on the rest of the program. So those will always come into play, yes. 100. Hillary Kwan, 147 shot then for a nine dark finish from Philip Taylor. Hold your breath. Travel 17. Double 18 for a moment of history. This is a big one. Estimated costs. You don't want to get this one wrong, do you? No, you don't. Estimated costs, of course, is the other side of the equation. The first part being using your parameters to determine uh, you know, what kind of a positive impact you're going to have on, on uh, sales and purchasing. And then on the other side is what are the estimated costs? So the parameters here we're thinking about are both fixed costs and variable costs. What are uh, certain, you know, what's your margin, for example, cost of goods sold. Uh, we want to make sure that we include that. So we're looking at uh, profits, not just incremental revenue. 
And there's other fixed costs, for example, technology. This, of course, is where you know sometimes Cheetah comes in, is because uh, loyalty programs have certain fixed costs. Uh, there's communications costs. There's marketing costs. There's technology costs in a number of different ways. Uh, there could be labor costs, call center costs, management costs, analytic costs. All of these need to be considered when putting in, uh, when, when uh, structuring a financial model and building a loyalty program, of course. So uh, we have uh, templates that have all different kinds of costs on there. Uh, there's usually some something that's very customized to each, uh, each client. Uh, some of them, in fact, uh, just don't like to burden the program with certain costs. And some of them do. So it depends on the, the kind of the methodology and philosophy that each client is using, uh, whether, whether or not they want to burden a loyalty program, for example, with operational costs and uh, the, uh, the costs of, um, uh, of, of customer service reps and, and even people managing the program. Stockton. Harper's on him. Behind the screen. Harper got a piece of it. It comes off. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. And then finally, this is, uh, oh, Jay, we've got to make sure it's all worthwhile, haven't we, really? We've had all these financial considerations, but it comes down to outcomes, uh, making things worth, uh, worth the effort, really. We need to, I guess, plan what we expect to get at the end of it, um, which will determine the success of the program and actually if it really has helped the business in, in, in a positive way. Absolutely. So if you think about the initial parameters, those first three elements of the program, those are all input parameters, established parameters, um, variable parameters, and estimated costs. Those are all inputs. The outcomes is the, this is the element of the financial model that is really your, your output. What is the result of all of those inputs, of all of those pluses and minuses? So really what it is, is the financial results based on all of those parameters. And it includes what are the incremental sales? What is the liability that you're going to be undertaking? What kind of an ROI are you getting? What kind of a profit and loss are you getting? So we look at things like total spending by members of the program. Uh, if it's a points-based program, how many points have they earned? The number of rewards and the value of those rewards that get issued, because remember, not all points are going to be actually issued in rewards in the structure of most programs. Some of them are just going to be sitting on the sidelines and eventually expire, assuming there's an expiration. Looking at uh, the total number of outstanding points at any given point in time, how many outstanding points do we have out there? Those are typically like in the millions and billions for programs. And then what's the liability based on those points? And liability can be at 100%. So this is everything that could, if everybody uses their all, every one of their points, What's our liability? And you could also look at it from a breakage standpoint. Once you understand that, yeah, you know, we're seeing that 50% of points will never be used. 50% will eventually be used, uh, realized out there in value. So then you can, uh, you can uh, use liability 
in that term, in a, in, a, in a breakage sense. So you can do it without or with breakage. And then the, the ones I like to look at, because these, are, these, to me, are the most important parameters of a program, which is, what are the incremental sales? How much more are people going to spend because of this program than they would have spent without the program? As well, I like to look at incremental margin, because a program, of course, uh, is going to provide some kind of benefit or discount. So you want to make sure that you're, you're maintaining your established margins or, or close to that. So we look at the return on investment percentage, the ROI, and we look at the profit or loss for the program, the actual dollar. That is a battle. Ali is the world heavyweight champion for the third time. And here he Judge, the new champion, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, the new champion. Well, I want to tell you. So to round this out, when it all goes right, on the outcomes, what, and I'm, I'm thinking about the outcomes here specifically, what are some of the, the biggest benefits you've seen a brand achieve? Yes, for sure. And I would say that the, the main things that people look at, there's lots of different parameters and there's even soft ones that people look at. Sometimes uh, if I've done, I've done a couple of hotel programs where uh, there are management companies who are trying to uh, secure other contracts for properties, and they use this loyalty program as an asset uh, and a tiebreaker if they're trying to uh, you know, get new contracts. So they all they really care about is it's break even, and they don't even need to make it profitable as long as uh, it's not a burden, too much of a burden on an expense. It allows them to uh, to have a, you know a different kind of financial gain outcome uh, as opposed to you know making the the program more profitable. We recently uh, done a program for a, uh, a retail company, uh, about a thousand stores, a little less. And the program has been amazingly successful. In fact, they've really uh, overachieved when it comes to the total number of members that they've been able to enroll in the program, the percentage of those, those members. And so most surprisingly to them, they're actually are getting a lift. They're getting a good modest lift, I would say, in, um, in, in the number of sales, the number of uh, return purchases. This is a, this is a brand that uh, people will, will typically do you know, anywhere from three to 10 transactions per year, some even more. But uh, they are seeing a slight lift in the number of transactions, but where they're really seeing a surprising benefit is in the average dollar sale. They have told us, don't predict any average dollar sale increase. People have X number of dollars to spend at our store and everything we've done, nothing has moved that needle. Well, this program actually has moved that needle. So it was really um, very surprising, uh, you know, a little surprising to me as well, because I took them at their word. I, I, you know, they they know their business better than we know their business, and um, so we were very pleasantly surprised, and they are very pleasantly surprised that when somebody was, and oh, in particular, is when somebody was redeeming a reward. So somebody was coming in with a reward, they were saying, okay, if it's a five dollar reward, for example, then uh, they are going to spend their regular. I'm going to just going to say twenty five dollars. They're going to spend their regular twenty five dollars, and they're going to get a five dollar discount. So the net is going to be twenty. 
And uh, what we're seeing is that they are spending, instead of 25, they're spending 30-ish. And so they're overcoming that, that $5 uh, burden of the reward. So uh, that was a very, very positive outcome in the program. Brilliant. Yeah, some of the programs will have, uh, some clients will, will insist on a five to one return on investment, for example. Uh, because that's what they evaluate programs on. And others will say, just as long as this program doesn't cost us an arm and a leg, then we we are in good shape. Beckham into Sheringham. And so Sharon's won it! Subscribe to Uncaged Wisdom for the latest and greatest in digital marketing insights and how they're solving problems with software and strategies.